0: everybody, this is Ryan Doze, and you are listening to Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor Podcast, and today we've got a great episode for you. I am inviting on one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Yeah, you heard that right. Stand-up comedian named Will Spotted Bear. He is going to come on, and he's going to talk about something that we celebrate here on the Thor Podcast. We celebrate the birthday. Of Captain America Steve Rogers that is July 4th did I know this is coming out a few days before that but I, I love Captain America I, I love Thor I love both these characters and so for the 4th of July weekend I usually try to find an, a story where the two heroes team up or they face off against each other and uh, yeah we just dig into some Cap and Thor comics this is being uh, put up just about a week before love and thunder Yeah, the big movie that we've been waiting for all year. If you're excited about it, man, I hope you get to go see it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you love it. I know I've got that ticket purchased. I'm ready to go. I'm so excited for Love and Thunder. It is going to be a great time. We've got lots of great episodes coming out next week for the lead up to the big movie. On our next episode, we're going to be talking with Marvel writer Torrin Grunbeck. Yeah, she is the author. Like, if you want a Jane Foster Valkyrie story in Marvel Comics, you go to Thorin Grunbeck and you get that story. She's a fantastic writer. She joined us for just a fantastic conversation. And we talk a lot about her run on Jane in those books. We talk about her creative process. We She shares some stories of how she met Jason Aaron yeah, there's a lot that we cover in this conversation. So on our next episode, you're going to want to check that out. It kicks off our love and thunder week here on the podcast. But today, like I said, we've got Will Spotted Bear in the house and he is bringing all of his nineties knowledge of Captain America comics. We are finally covering a nineties comic for Thor yet. We haven't done that yet. And I I, will, I will admit it's a bit of a blind spot for me. So Will helps me and we have a lot of fun in this conversation. So I hope you enjoy this chat that Will Spotted Bear and I had about 90s Thor and Cap. Enjoy. This year's team up between thor and captain america we're gonna talk about a few issues of captain america from the 90s and will is along for the journey will welcome to across the bifrost man
1: thank you for having me it's, uh this is super, super fun i'm very excited about it what Talking about 90s comics <laughs> i you know
0: i was telling you before we started like this is the first 90s comic i've covered i've been doing the podcast for a year now and this is the first time i will have gotten through a 90s comic and like i I'm not going to lie, it's a blind spot in my my reading history. So, like, I'm going to defer to your expertise on all matters 90s comics because you probably know way more than I do.
1: Well, I mean, I know that midriff on Thor is what you need. That, <laughs> for those who don't know, he just has a shirt that covers up his abs, leaves his sides completely exposed. Yeah, he's showing off the right. lab work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing, nothing says armor, like, just a sliver. Like it's almost a Stylock esque amount of (laughs) of protection.
0: He's he's like those the high school guys when they go to the gym they just (laughs) they cut the sides out of their shirts.
1: Yeah, like this is my
0: this is my workout poncho, man. Uh,
1: You you can tell this Thor was a pudgy kid. That's that's (laughs) what's going on.
0: Other Thor doesn't need to show off. He doesn't need to prove it to anybody. Eric Masterson does.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Thor, unworthy crossfit this one just just got into p90x this just jeez. happened <laughs> crossfit thor
0: jeez. The, so before we kind of like jump into this these issues that are just there, there's there's a lot of soap opera-esque drama storylines and we we go to a haunted house like they're, they're, none of this comic really makes sense to me i just know that i really loved it um i wanted to let people to know like
1: where in the nine realms do you call home I am pretty nomadic, but looking at all the realms, I would say Alfheim is my place to be. <laughs> uh, so, why do you say Alfheim? I don't know. I picked it out. I like Alf. That's uh, <laughs> that's my guy. Uh, <laughs> you well, actually, no, he is Marvel con- con- canon. He is a Marvel really? comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, let me uh, let me double check. But I'm pretty sure he is. Hold on. Alf. Uh, yeah, they made a comic of Alf. I think it was like the kid-friendly version. Yeah, Marvel database. It was um, wow. Yeah, because there was something else. Yeah, he was Marvel. He had a pretty good run. So he um, was one of those uh,
0: one of those licensed properties that they they handed some writer like, "Hey, I need I need ten issues
1: on Alf." And they're like, well, yeah, what, yeah, you need what? also. He was part of the epic uh, thing, which is like the '80s vertigo of Marvel. This is a joke. I'm just deep cut anyway
0: we need we need we need an, a marvel knights uh alf series like if dude garth ennis could write alf like that would be incredible
1: him versus hellcat i feel like tiger you know what i mean that,
0: nice that's how you do it yeah oh Lord. gosh oh alf versus tiger <laughs> that limited series would be amazing <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so I need to kind of give listeners a little bit of a of context of why Will is here talking about Captain America and why we're talking about 90s Thor, and like because a lot of these things like we haven't touched yet in the history of the show. I discovered Will. Uh, I was looking through iTunes. I love listening to stand-up comedy, and I there's that sometimes when you're just like, I don't know what to listen to, but I, I know I want to laugh. And I, I create a station from somebody and you go, kind of just go down the rabbit hole and I'm going along, I'm doing my work. And then I hear a guy breaking down why Captain America is better than Batman and why, like we all grew up being told we can be Batman, but really we can never be Batman. And so like, Will. Can you tell listeners, like, what do you do for a living and and, and kind of just bring them into who you are?
1: Hi, I'm, a, I'm a stand-up comic. Um, I, yeah, I've been doing it for like the last 10 years or so. Uh, yeah, I just travel around. I'm a big comic book nerd. Um, I originally grew up in Pittsburgh and then I, I moved around. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a big comic book guy. But I also look more like a whimsical Steven Seagal or like. <laughs> Uh, flamboyant mechanic of some kind for the younger kids, um, so I don't look the part, and so uh, I've been writing nerdy stuff and comic book stuff uh, over the last couple of years, and so uh, yeah, I just it wasn't something I brought into comedy until relatively recently, and um, but yeah, I was just a real big closet nerd, um, and then uh, I started I started talking about it more and just yeah, got more honest with it. But I know I know enough that I'm like debilitating to talk to in conversations because I we were talking about like these facts of these characters. I'm like, well, actually I do know why this person is doing this. And then and I'm like, I shouldn't. I should know like birthdays or, you know, friends, friends' interests. But nope, nope. I can tell you a lot about the character cutthroat that's showing up soon. The foil. To Captain America of the 90s. He had a fantastic arch uh rogues gallery, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so doing
0: that. You know, you're like, oh, do do you know, do you know your, your wife's birthday? No, but I can tell you Cutthroat's first appearance.
1: <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's so bad.
0: It, that's I mean, it's like it's not not a point. Like, don't don't be proud of him, everybody. Like just,
1: you know, send send help. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. It's not great. It's it's not good. I don't know. <laughs> it's I, I actually, between. <laughs> I, i'll tell you i'll tell you the story I was, t- I was i was uh dating this girl and um we went she took me to a comic book shop she knew i like comics but she didn't know how much i like comics right because i'll go there for an hour i'll flip through cheese i'll do whatever yeah <laughs> so she brings me there someplace nice so i'm like i'm gonna play this cool i'm just gonna go get one thing come back an hour later like she ruined her evening because i'm gonna ditch her to come back here for an hour and, and buy one comic so i'm going in there and two guys see me this is during the crisis of infinite earths you know like superman Super oh yeah Prime. yeah we get into this conversation me and these two guys at some point i remember hearing earth uh, or superman of earth s which is like because you know like with the multitude of madness and dc like people are kind of getting into the multiverse absolutely but that's that's some 400 level class stuff for comics. Oh, to get into that. So I turn around and this girl is just laughing and horrified and scared and just did not see the side of me. Right, And um, <laughs> I look at her and I'm like, well, I just ruined my relationship. But I need to finish this conversation of how a Nightwing is going to be the savior of the crisis. I turn around, went 10 more minutes because what's the difference, right? You're right. So I buy my one comic, we get out of the car are getting the car and we're driving. It's a five-minute awkward silence, and I'm like, "So, are you are you still going to sleep with me?" And she's like, "Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get I get hard in the paint with some of this stuff, and it, it gets there." <laughs>
0: I just love that. Oh my goodness. I actually so um for those of you who uh, uh may, maybe this is your first introduction to Will, you should go look up his comedy. Uh I I got it through iTunes. I actually I I I wore my Mighty Morphin Power Rangers nice. just ju- just for you today. Uh with and I can't believe it. I'm a kid of the 90s. I watched the original show and as an adult, you connect some dots for me with the power Rangers. I'm like, Oh my God. I never saw any of that. Like (laughs) the white power ranger. I was like, Oh my goodness. Uh, But so needless to say your nerd credentials are pretty solid. Thank you. And you you are a, you are, you've said this like in your routines and and we've even talked about this, how like you are a captain America guy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Where did your love of captain America begin?
1: Honestly, with this with this comic run a little later down the road. Um, oh awesome. I, yeah, I enjoyed enjoyed the 90s cap. Um it, it was it was funny because like I could tell he wasn't um <laughs> this book is real soap opera ish. Right? Very much. And so um what I got into is because I was like, this guy seems kind of not lame, but just excuse me this 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 comic is kind of like reading a cw show <laughs> you know what i mean oh like, i do and totally yeah <laughs> he's like doing a lot of somersaults and i'm like i i met a couple veterans i don't know how many veterans i know doing triple pirouettes uh, <laughs> to fight crime <laughs> um but his his run is good and then as so what i got into with comics is i like the character right like um especially like the character story right like there's there's superman and there's only really five ways superman can end right either dies and becomes a martyr he uh lives and becomes a god he becomes human he becomes evil or something like that right they've written every story that goes and with cap there's really only one story right he fights in world war ii he gets frozen he comes back he fights for a country that isn't as um perfect in his beliefs as he is and then he fights for what's right despite what the country says yeah and like that's that's the story of cap or like the thing is is that you could realistically do the cap story in a mini or whatever right and so um you kind of every time you rewrite them you basically rewrite that slow burn to make that happen <clears throat> and um and so when i got into the character and how how cool he was, how how interesting his side characters are, especially because they're not remembered, which I yeah. think is is interesting. Um very true. Yeah, like because like talking about Batman and Cat America, like Cat America's had um Falcon, Nomad, who like Falcon, you know, one of the first black characters that's like African American, that is doesn't have black in his name. And except for a kind of unfortunate original origin story, they they kind of clean that up pretty well. What yeah. it happens with anybody like that? Yeah, there's yeah. no character that isn't going to be absolved from that. But he was he was as ahead of his time then as he is now. Yeah, uh, Nomad, who uh, Jack Morone, who's basically just a uh, a soldier that didn't get treated right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, demolition Man, who's homeless, um, LGBT, uh, and and has a TBI, got a traumatic brain injury. Yeah, like all these characters that represent underclasses of America, um, he worked with like nicely and like, yeah. yeah, just all cool stuff. Right. And so, yeah, I always I always got into him. Uh, I enjoyed him before the show, like before the movies, like Chris Evans done a wonderful job. Um, but like, yeah, that's just that's always been the thing is that he's always just been like the guy in the room, you know.
0: So when, when he like when he bursts onto the scene in that first Avenger movie and Chris Evans kind of like b- brings a kind of an A-list quality to him. Mm-hmm. Like, were you, were you the one sitting there like, like, yeah, th- like, this is awesome. Like, guys, there's so much other stuff before. Uh, were you helping like other people along or were you just like, no, this is like kind of my safe space. Like, I, I really love
1: this being my thing. No, no, I kind of let it go because trying to explain the tumbler doesn't make him sound better. Like, right. <laughs> like, he doesn't have. I think there's a thing about movies that translate well into movies are comics that aren't really dealt in deep in, uh, in the issues. My thing was the one I tried to get everyone hip to was Ultimate Captain America. Okay. Who I thought did really well, right? Because most of the movie is dealt off the all. Ultimates one and two provide a lot of the groundwork for what the characters in the movies are like. And so I was like, this ultimate Captain America is interesting. I thought he was kind of, I thought he was cool. I thought they did it well. They they made him superhuman, Um, like they did Chris Evans because in this comic in the nineties, they kind of said, well, he's just a human being and that kind of undercut his power and potential. I think, in the issues, right? Because if he's standing yeah. next to Thor, the deal is Thor could crush him at any time. Right. But, but they like him too much. is isn't yeah. quite the same as everyone's a little scared of, you
0: know? The thing that sets Captain America apart is how much people respect him and not necessarily how much they would ever, like, truly
1: fear him. Right, right. And, and like, I think that was the thing that was suffering here is that they just didn't have an issue... Where he just beat the crap out of everybody. Right. Like right. that's, you know, I'm trying to think of um, you know, like wrestling, right? Like to keep a character strong, you have them beat tougher characters. And yeah. so during this time, Captain America didn't really beat anybody. He just was around. He and, he didn't get the Goldberg treatment in the yeah, 90s. Yes. Or better, he didn't get um the Chris Jericho treatment. Right? Oh. Well, you can't
0: stop. You can't start talking about Chris Jericho. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. I know. I, I love him too.
1: I love him oh. too. What I, what I mean, Jericho. Is, yeah, I love Jericho. I, was, I wasn't saying it disrespectfully. I was saying that he could win the title. Right. Right. He wasn't the part like he wasn't John Cena. Right. John Cena was gonna win. Kane was gonna win. Chris Chris Jericho could go either way. Right. Could go either way. You know, like Jake Roberts or Diamond Dallas Page. It's like,
0: yeah,
1: he's won enough that you could realistically see him win.
0: Right. I love that comparison of Steve Rogers is the superhero equivalent to Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hang on to that one. I actually, I, I, I love Chris Jericho so much. Uh, My son's middle name is Jericho. That is, I, I, I committed to that gimmick. I was like, babe, I need to, I need to get the word Jericho into somebody's name. And uh, my son drew yeah. the short straw,
1: <laughs> but that, no, that's good. I I loved uh, I loved the Lion Tamer, Lionheart face. The WCW run was great. Yeah, I mean, he did great. He did great work everywhere he's done. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought he was such a fantastic worker and stuff like that. I'm not. I'm not even that much into a wrestling stuff. I just learned about it for character arcs for comic books. Yeah. So through learning about shoot, shoots and wrestling and learning how they protect their character. How me realize how you can make characters write better in comics.
0: You, so there is a, um, if, if you're familiar with pro wrestling and you're a comic book fan, um, there is a new comic out th- the day that we're recording this called Do a Powerbomb by Daniel Warren Johnson. And yeah. it's like the next thing I'm going to do when we're done talking, I'm going to go read Do a Powerbomb after okay. this. So uh, right. de- something I would I would recommend. It's uh, it's It looks pretty great. But... Okay we're here to talk about two comics. And really, uh, we're here to talk about the, the 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 end of the first comic and the beginning of the second one. Uh, because we're going to talk about, since this is our 4th of July uh, themed episode, I, I, I like to do these episodes where I, I find a, an issue of a Thor or a Captain America story where they team up or they face off against each other. And I go through it with a captain america fan last year we talked to rick verbonis who is our friend over at the captain america comic book fans podcast uh he and bob lucius do a great job over there they're covering everything cap and they were gracious enough to come on last year and talk about uh talk about you know a a a team up issue will is our guest this year for he's our captain america representative in this conversation so the issues we're going to talk about today are From uh, Captain America, the, the first uh, big volume of, of Cap, these are issues 395 and 396, where uh, Cap and Thor team up to go into a place called the Skull House. Uh, yes. So um, there is a lot of hijinks in here. And uh, <laughs> Will, if you're ready, we're going to go page by page through this and like just share our thoughts as we go.
1: For sure let's okay. do it i'm excited i'm pretty sure the skull house is in north dakota the it devil's is. like things in north dakota yeah yeah <laughs> we'll, well we'll we'll have to we'll, we'll get into it yeah we'll get into it i'm excited so really
0: one of the main reasons why i wanted to talk about this comic was the cover of 395 it is yeah. a this is this is a captain america comic this is not so you're not going to th- see the normal thor uh, title or thor big logo at the top it's Captain America with the the stars and the stri- with the the stripes and the the red white and blue, and Cap and Eric Masterson Thor the the nineties Thor, they are in this sea of it looks like melted marshmallow glue kind of uh, just a gross pile uh, of stuff on the floor of this house and the the big explosion box on the cover says the house that dripped dough. Yeah, how can you well, not question? <laughs>
1: with a question mark the how the trip go
0: <laughs> really <laughs> so immediately you're like okay what is this going to be yeah. uh, and if you're familiar with captain america comics you probably know where this is going uh the 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 villain that's going to show up later on um but uh yeah the 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 cover is just awesome like will did, you, did anything else from this cover like jump out to you or um this was really the, the thing that i was like i would we, we got to do this
1: now one i'm excited for the villain i don't want to spoil that is the one that's doing this i'm surprised they haven't made the mcu yet i'm just saying i figure two uh also the grandfather clock in the background looks fantastic yeah <laughs> just, like just very subtly
0: there's just a grandfather clock in the back of the cover yeah. uh, it's very ornate yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> just a cool, just a cool thing to have. Cool. The-, yeah. the so this comic, uh, for for those of those of you uh, that maybe aren't familiar with '90s Captain America as much as as much as Will is. So basically, anyone who's coming into this like I am, this is written by Mark Grunwald, who is a, uh, a a classic Captain America writer. Will. Did, how much Grunwald have you read? Like, what is your impression of him as a as a Captain America writer?
1: Uh, I I read I read a bit. I I haven't followed. I, and I got to get better at this. I more follow the characters than the writer. Yeah. So so I know more about the overarching the character development than than the than the writer itself. But yeah, I mean, he wrote such a big thing in the nineties that there was a lot of cap. Um, but yeah, he was pretty good. He made a lot of solid, you know secondary characters like he like Captain America has a pretty rich um, world landscape in his in in supporting cast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's good on that. Um, Since nobody was doing anything with Captain America, he got to make some really interesting moves. But I think in the 90s, there was like I I could be wrong. Like if there's people that probably know more than me, but it was just like a, a holding pattern for some characters that They yeah. didn't know what they were going to do. And so with this one, where they made a very human story. Right. Because everyone in it, like, there's no like even, even this Thor is pretty human-based. Like nobody, there's no right. Gods, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Eric Masters is not a god with power. Right. He's a normal you you already said, like he's a normal dude. Yeah. Who gains the you, powers of Thor?
1: Yeah, yeah. For those, those who don't know Thor, uh killed loki or apparently killed loki in the 90s so odin banished him and then eric masters was like his human host in the 60s so anytime thor would slam his hammer and so they just gave the powers to this single dad male nurse who who just lost his kid because thor did too many shenanigans so this guy who arguably had his life ruined by thor now also has to start fighting like thor even though he's not Thor. Like his whole thing is that he's a chill guy. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. That's, that's his
0: story. We'll actually see how Eric kind of like interacts with Cap uh, this, because it's, it's very different than Thor Odinson would interact with him. Um, So uh, the the pencils in this issue are done by Rick Levins inks. uh, And I apologize if I mess up any of these names, Uh, Danny Boulinati does the inks. Joe Rosen does Letters, Colors by Marie uh, Yavins, and editor is Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio, not of Karate Kid fame, he is the Marvel editor. Yeah, wouldn't that have been so much more like 80s of of them? Uh, But Ralph Macchio actually was the editor on Thor for a long time. So, um, so he was uh, editor uh, on Thor, I believe during the Tom DeFalco, Ron friends run on Thor that went for quite a few years. And uh, yeah, uh, I actually believe Ralph is writing a story for Marvel coming out next month. They're doing like a, a Thor one shot around the release of the movie. So Ralph Macchio, familiar, very familiar with Captain America, also very familiar with Thor. So it makes sense that he'd be the editor, you know, to, to handle a story where these two characters come together. Makes perfect sense. And the editor in chief at the time was Tom DeFalco. So, you know, we've got a lot of familiar faces with both characters handling this issue. But let's jump into the actual story of, of this issue. So. The big uh, opening splash page, this comic is entitled Rogues in the House. So that alludes to kind of what we're going to deal with later on in the issue. And, uh, but we, we jump into this scene where Steve and Rachel, the, the former Diamondback, they are doing gymnastics
1: in Avengers Mansion. Yeah. And she is wearing a Jane Fonda esque One Piece. <laughs> yes. That looks fabulous. Like <laughs>
0: she's got the leg warmers and everything,
1: <laughs> leg warmers and everything. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they're just kind of chatting it up. Diamondback does not have her powers anymore, so she's like, I may no longer be Diamondback, but I'm not going to be
1: known as Flabby. But I was like, Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, North- <that's> <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> and Cap just goes, Yeah, look, whatever, man. We, we don't have time. <laughs> she never had powers, she only had trick diamonds. Oh, okay. So she had these diamond things. So she's she's basically like catwoman that throws her stolen stuff. That was that was okay. That was what she did. Yeah. That was her thing. She was part of the Serpent Society and then so they, uh, saw America's ass and went for it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, the their conversation kind of ends with like Steve saying, like, well, I gotta run. Like, if you want to keep working out, go ahead. Uh, he's he's very uh very uh he's very one like one track mind because he's he's leading the avengers at the time and he's got other stuff to worry about so Mm -hmm. he runs off and he does his own like day of tasks i love as he's reading the activity reports he's (laughs) interrupting himself so like Listeners, let me give you an example. So he's reading a uh, report where it says a company. These are all the different Avengers have sent in what they've been doing lately, and Steve is kind of processing the reports as he sits legs up in his chair, kind of just like twiddling on like a, a stick or a toothpick in his mouth. Uh, the report says accompanying Thena to Lemuria in order to determine what memo. Have Cersei update our Lemuria files. Then the next one says investigating the kid who got beat up by the, by the cops in memo, keep tabs on rage. Uh, Do you know, 90s Avengers rage is like the most 90s Avenger. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the other reports is, is it plays in later on in the issue where they say I crushed my communication card. So I was unable to verify whether Hercules Steve cuts it off and says, Memo, have Thor, Quasar, and Hercules see me about the Enchantress incident. So, later on in the issue, there's going to be a, a confrontation between, uh, not a confrontation, more like a, more like going to the principal's office. Yeah. The, the, those three guys have to go and basically explain to Cap why why did they handle the situation the way they did. So, um, yeah, it's kind of an introduction to Steve's work day is what we're getting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I loved they had pictures of uh Quasar, Thor, and Vision. Yes. And so when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I that's technically a guest star. Those are other I love that as a kid personally, that he just would do that. Also, how ripe must his costume be? Right. Like, right? He just got done working out in this thing. Yeah, he just got done working out. He's now sitting down in the weirdest cross-legged position I've ever saw a man do. And <laughs> As he's doing calls, the next page goes to, he's drawing because, fun fact, Steve Rogers in the 80s and 90s was a Marvel comic book artist. Right. In, uh. in the story. So whatever, whoever wrote that must have just owed a favor to an artist for them to be like, no, no, this is what artists look like in Marvel in the 80s and 90s captain america <laughs>
0: one of yeah it's like we can't compete with that like i don't know why yeah. you're doing this to us yeah that's just rude that's
1: yeah. just rude he
0: that's but one yeah, of my yeah, so. one of my favorite little things about cap is that he's an artist like mm-hmm. i just i love that that's like part it's it's been part of his you know uh it's like you know a weird fact about captain it's it feels like a buzzfeed article it's like 10 things you didn't know about captain america Like he's actually a really <laughs> talented artist um yeah. So we continue to get kind of like, you know, uh, he, he interacts with Bernie Rosenthal, a former fling of his. She invites him out to lunch and he says, I've already got plans. Um, no, he
1: shuts her down. He's like, I'm seeing the lady. Yeah, he's, he's saying, I'll he's bring her along. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's like,
0: thirsty. <laughs> I don't think you're getting the vibe here. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, then we, we hop over to Red Skull, who is, uh, I believe, supposed to be dead right now. But he's definitely yes. not dead. Instead, he's inviting uh, Madam, Madam uh, Viper into his hot tub um, in a very, very creepy way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, uh, if I remember correctly, Red Skull cloned. Well, was that more Red Red Skull uh, got to clone Steve Rogers. Yeah, So if I remember, they found uh, a Red Skull's body and it has Steve Rogers' uh, fingerprints, but he's like, it could be just another clone. So yes. that's why in this comic, Red Skull is just yoked out it's because <laughs> right? he has just just kissing them biceps, right? Like that is a thing. It's um, excuse my dog. He um, he cloned Steve Rogers. I think he, I'm pretty sure he cloned Steve Rogers and then melted his face that way again dead. like he like it's like a little extra accessory he just right. does it and now he's now so now cap is trying to find out if he's alive and he was like right. well i'm pretty sure he's still alive i don't believe until i see him like no no he's dead literally next page Hey, red skull's trying to hook up twin guns the green over here <laughs> Viper and Viper is like trying to stay focused
0: she's like she's like I'm no man's subordinate like I'm not gonna follow anybody and he's like whoa 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 baby we're just you know we're just talking we're just talking um and basically he wants her to cause uh general uh how do you say this? just destruction and stuff like he she wants him to ruin stuff and she's like he's willing to pay her to go
1: and do her thing um, right. also if i don't know if i don't know if this is kind of pictures but think of tony montana in the hot tub in scarface <laughs> there's just one little shot of it they're like in a nice aspen villa he's in a really big hot tub yes like, he is a little red dot in this giant pool it's a generous about. size hot tub yeah yeah that is a that is nice and then he's just like listen blow some stuff up And get in here and kiss these teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact. Oh god,
0: I was just gonna say the bottom right panel on this hot tub scene page, it like (laughs) it just that's one of those where it's like out of context. This looks so weird. Oh god.
1: In context, it looks so (laughs) weird. (laughs) I I remember this distinctively because there's the next page. So Red Skull apparently gets down in the 90s he's just hooking up with everyone he's james and bonding he, it all the way through yeah. the marvel universe i remember there's a scene where he's kissing a girl right like there's a page but he's got no teeth he's got no skin Ugh. so this woman is just smooching just a, an eye tooth it is gross, uh, Ugh, gross. anyway back to
0: it. Uh, yeah. and then like then we see off off screen mother knight who is uh really just doing everything for Red Skull at this point. Like um, she, she gives a list. Eventually, you know, I set up this for him and I do this and I'm also a concubine, which is like, that feels like a weird thing to put on a resume. Um, Like like, he doesn't appreciate what I'm doing for him uh, doing to him. Oh. Uh, And then like, she's, uh, she sees Viper, you know, cozying up to Red Skull in the hot tub and she's like, well, this sucks. Like he's making a mistake and he won't, you know, he won't come back to me. Eventually he'll leave me. And then we see crossbones. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said earlier, like there's so much going on, but what,
1: Yeah. just let, let him know. Well, like what's crossbones up to at this point. So right now crossbone is dressed in a fedora and trench coat. A la Raphael in the first Ninja Turtles movie. Oh
0: my God.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's so so cool. i know there are
1: younger kids that like i don't i didn't watch the new cgi ninja turtles forgive me this is strictly <laughs> a Corey Feldman raphael kind of guy but uh <laughs> so yeah mother knight walks off um and then they're in new york city and then he pulls a knife on uh the cab driver to not pay his fare which I'm not going to lie. In 1990s New York, I don't think a guy in a skull mask and a fedora was going to scare a New York cab driver. Whatever. So, he, <laughs> so he's going off. I think he's going off into a seedy bar. Yes. Uh, full of supervillains. Yeah. Like, they've they've done this a few times. I know DC did it in the flash episode of Justice League Unlimited where it's like all the rogues being um, in a bar. Yeah. And there was a Punisher series. Uh, I forget what the the bar was called the bar with no name that's
0: it yes the bar with no name and yeah. it's not confirmed that this is the bar with no name is it
1: no i don't think so uh, I, yeah
0: oh no actually no um according according to uh the the marvel fandom wiki this is the the bar with no name so um okay um that's,
1: well i wouldn't say it i mean it makes sense why it wouldn't
0: r- right Right. it has yeah. no name <laughs> uh so so crossbones is kind of like he's he's just there to get a beer like he's he's in new york on business but it's not like the business of being at this bar he's waiting he's biding time um and then he uh he he stops an axe from hitting him in the face you know like normal bar stuff
1: well here's the thing so later on so the thing about captain america through these books is that there's like three different stories or two different stories so the cap story is like eight pages the second story involves the three women the one that's dressed like a seventies pimp, the one that's dressed like Zorro, and the one that's dressed like with green, who reminds me of a character, but I can't think of who. Like a low rent um, Jean Grey. They, yeah, <laughs> a, yeah, it out Grey, roided out, gray. <laughs> <laughs> roided out uh, Jean, Jean Grey, Jean <laughs> Grey. They come up at the, in the back issue. You see from their perspective. It took me a second to figure this out because I read it and I was like, I was like these these women are pretty prominent in the story and in the, the back issue, they talk about that. So this is like, it's like a Pulp Fiction-esque um Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Which and is insane.
0: Their story gets told later on uh, in the back of the issue, which we won't really talk about in depth because it doesn't really overlap with our story anymore. But like there, if you wanted to, re- to read this and see what's going on behind the scenes, that that whole bar like descends into a massive brawl. Uh, right. and it's fantastic.
1: It's also good to know, cause if you flip through it, you're like, you go like one flip, two flip, three flip, four flip, three and four is going to be so different than one and two, <laughs> depending <laughs> on which way you go. Uh, <laughs> really we go back to Avengers headquarters
0: and um, really w- we see a little bit of an interaction between uh, Rachel uh, the former Diamondback and John Jamison, uh, who is the son of uh, Daily Bugle mogul and all-around asshole J. Jonah Jameson, uh, he is also uh, the Man Wolf in other parts of his of his, uh, of his her- heroic uh, history, and he is i i need to reference john here because we have great friends over at the werewolf by night podcast um who have covered Manwolf in their second season so anytime john jameson shows up i feel like i need to shout them out hey matt hey jacob john jameson is in this comic moving on uh john will come in later in a very awkward moment um we'll, we'll we'll touch on that more in a little bit but cap finally brings thor eric masterson into his office to have this principal to student kind of talk about what what happened and eric is really receptive to this like he's very aware he's the new kid on the block
1: at at this point in the avengers lineup Uh, yeah he he so the thing the thing with him so this is the first Thor i ever read was eric masterson really right because he was in the infinite gauntlet right he he was in he was thor for a while yeah um and so so basically i think his story arc was basically everyone expects him to be thor but he's just a guy that was kind of cool with thor yeah And, and so so it'd be like it'd be like if like game of thrones if like john stowe died and then like that that one pudgy dude showed up and they're like, okay, you're John Snow now. Just start John Snowing it, right? And so, like, oh my gosh um, that's like Sam Charlie. start James blowing Snow. up shit. But he so. hands him White Fang, and it's like, yeah. no, 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 no no. Yeah. no, 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 no. I am the wrong so, guy. I, I read this, so he talks about, so he talks about just how he's messing up, right? Not that he's yeah. destroying stuff, that he's being too passive so there's a thor issue that starts spider-man um i looked it up because i read it as a kid like just just because i had it where uh, it was the absorbing man was wrecking havoc but i think it was either to pay for his girlfriend titiana's who's going to be in the new she hulk show titiana's um surgery or birthday cake right like so, I hope so, it's birthday cake. <laughs> I think it's birthday cake. I, yeah, I God, I wish I wish I remember this offhand. But uh Spider-Man Thor Zorban, I'm gonna look up the yeah, full for Um so he uh Thor just like they start they fight a little bit, they talk a little bit, and he lets them go. And um because like you know, Zorman is kind of just more of a tragic character than uh, right. a mean one, right? And so he just, um, yeah, um, oh yeah, it's the, the other option. So anyway, um, he uh, lets him go. It introduces the team Code Blue, which featured a Thunderstrike later. Yeah. And um, he just, yeah, he just, he lets him go. And Cap's like, don't you know they're dangerous criminals? And he's like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> and then apparently he got in a fight with Quasar. Who was the other newest kid before him in the Avengers? So I don't know. Okay. That's... Yeah. That makes
0: much yeah. more sense now. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, listeners of this show know um, there's a lot of villains that I really enjoy. Crusher Creel, the absorbing man, is one of them because for a guy that could really, I mean, he could wreck shop in all different, um, innumerable ways, but he's not smart enough to really
1: do that. Right. Right. any skills well there was an issue where he he like he would absorb cocaine and then become cocaine he was a drug addict and uh i love i love absorbing because he because yeah he doesn't necessarily he's so low grade that if they have any like what if issues like house of m civil war they let him cut loose um yeah and or, or universe acts the the trilogy they had um, he does really, he does some real crazy stuff. He's he's such a cool underutilized character. Yeah. Also in this, Thor gets demoted. He's no longer an Avenger. He's an Avenger in training. In training, yeah. Yeah, he got demoted in this scene. He gets put and on, like, so, probation. Yeah, yeah. Captain America says, listen, you didn't beat up the, the drug addict and his girlfriend, so you get punished. So and, you know that's just that's just cap <laughs> and and I, I get to see one of
0: my favorite other uh thor supporting cat uh, cast members here uh hercules shows up mm-hmm. um i love i love thor and hercules interactions uh they're they're like long lost brothers um right. and i know this is eric we're talking about here but like i just feel like there should have been at some point a thor and hercules buddy cop comic yeah that needs to be a thing because like Thor's the one that's like, hey, like, I, I, I'm trying to do the right thing here. I've got to stay worthy. You know, um, you know, we got to do the right thing. And Hercules is like, what are you talking about, man? Let's cut loose and party. Yeah, you know, they're, they're both kind of dumb. Oh, that'd so, so be great. It That that comic would definitely be a comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, they, a, like yeah. an
0: intergalactic buddy cop comedy uh, featuring uh, two big workout bros. Yeah. Oh, that'd be dope. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah, I would yeah, read that. Yeah. Um, so l- then we, we hop into the, you were talking about Cutthroat earlier. We hop yes. into this triple threat match, no holds barred to the death. Winner mm. becomes the chief executive assassin emeritus. I don't know what the title was, uh, but <laughs> they become one of Skull's like head guys and they're going to make a big seven figure salary and mother night is setting up this this fight between them. i love that uh is it mangler mangler uh does, he's filling out his his he's filling out an yeah. <laughs> application they're all in the waiting room filling yeah. out job applications that is like an an under highlighted part of the supervillain
1: underworld they gotta Wait. know your credentials i gotta imagine doing paperwork in a cape feels weird oh you know what i mean just yeah like flop it out and then start writing (laughs) just
0: (laughs) have you ever had someone make you fill out a job application for something that you're like i really do i have to like yeah it's it's like being a stand-up is there
1: anyone like okay uh uh prove you're funny like right now yeah 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 well not in writing that'd be the thing they'd be like like in a 10-minute thing so how much would you want to be paid per joke and that yeah that doesn't work out
0: no but these guys i mean i do love the kind of the the fight they have like triple i mean if you're a fan of wrestling you know triple threat matches are very interesting yeah very good. like you never know when the the person the if you're focused on one of the other people you never know when the other one's gonna like come in and try to like uh, mess up what you're doing or you know if you're the third guy you can go you know maybe lay back and kind of wait for the other guys to take each other out it's a it's an
1: interesting dynamic what's also great about this is all these characters are obviously not going to really survive after this story is done right right so you don't know who's going to make it so one of them is you know, the mangler my man cutthroat wearing a green and blue almost snake skin rope head hood like like um assassins creed if they wore the colors of kermit um a red ninja named deathstroke so you know he ain't living for copyright reasons but not the deathstroke we all love (laughs) yeah yeah this one wears like a red spider-man suit with um like a the tunic. Raiden white cloth.
0: Yeah. Raiden, yes. He, yeah. he looks like Spider-Man if he was
1: dressed like Raiden. That's Oh, that's yeah. perfect. Perfect. And then Mangler is just... Uh, if, uh, if you guys know Valiant Stronghold? The uh, character Stronghold. Yeah, no, that's a deep cut. And I feel... Sounds so like an X-Men Dude, all these 90s... Yeah, it was just a knockoff X-Men. But like, it's just like the 90s. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway... But, they, yeah, they so fight, super
0: strong. yeah, they, they, they've got kind of generic power sets, um, nothing really, we need to stay on too much, um, but like one of them wins the fight later on, that's all you yeah. need to know. Um, And so then we get a brief little, uh I'm going to assume something amorous has just happened between <laughs> Skull and Viper, because they're both, they're both tying robes. With plunging necklines yeah. on the robes, yeah. um, and but Viper's like, "Let's get back to business." <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. back to, <laughs> like what is what has been happening? Uh, they they get a Red Skull gets a message, um, and uh, it's basically to lead us into the bottom half of the page, which is Thor and Cap going out on this exercise that cap has lined up because he he says to eric you know well i could i could train you back at the at the mansion but really let's let's go do this in the field so they go to the skull house which is the um uh i guess the legacy legacy kind of um how do you say this not like not like a family house but it's basically where red skull used to have his base of operations right so
1: okay yeah I know there's a big word for it. I just
0: don't know it. So I, sometimes I just need to go the easiest route instead of yeah. trying to find the biggest word. I don't know why my brain does that. Um, it's uh, you know I got maybe should get that checked out. Um, but <laughs> Cap and Thor, they they go up to this. I mean, Scooby Doo looking mansion <laughs> like this like. I fully expect little bats to be like flying yeah. out of it. You know, it's, it's imagine the beginning, uh, the beginning, uh, you know, theme song of Scooby-Doo. That's the mansion that they're about to go. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And then at one point, uh, Cap goes, Hey, listen, those stairs might be booby trap. Can right. you grab me by the waist and glide me up there like a gentleman? Yeah. <laughs> <It's all obliges. laughs>
0: side hug me to safety bro yeah
1: yeah and he's he's like puffing up you know what i mean let let uh let let old eric feel what's going on down there because eric's holding on to his waist real tight you know what i mean not even <laughs> pinky out he's gripping, he's gripping out.
0: I, love, I love the little uh the the uh the sound effect The it's, like, it's like swoosh but like i yeah. feel like with the way they've proposed this
1: getting past the stairs it's like swoosh yeah <laughs> <laughs> or just like Wee! Uh, a, like he's looking serious but you know he's having a fun time like he's you know yeah just he's enjoying the ride that's all i the would man. love and then i
0: would love for there to just be a thought bubble coming out of cap's head where it's just like i've never had a better
1: time <laughs> 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 because his face is just deadpan <laughs> yeah he looks he looks it's worse than he's not enjoying it right it's like i feel like this it's just, <laughs> it's just i don't know that i it's, don't know it's great. Uh he has one we, knee up like he's flying. Like you can tell the cap wishes this was his own power. Right. He, he's he's in full Wonder Woman pose. Yeah. Like with, yeah.
0: with how he's he's uh he's getting up these stairs with Eric's help. And uh I mean it's the shortest flight because it's it's like one one standard story up. And but, you know, oh, God forbid, these stairs might be booby traps. So yeah. uh, but then we, we get up to the top of the steps, which sounds like a weird transition. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> this, this book moves at the
0: speed
1: of quickly. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. The uh, Eric notices that there's something sticky on the floor and uh, it's an old mansion. So that's I mean, you can assume a lot of gross stuff. Yeah. Um. But then the the floor and the ceiling and the walls are covered in this sticky, like dripping, uh kind of liquid, like l- kind of solid, kind of liquid when it wants to be. And it's white goo. Goo, yes. Uh was it uh what does at one point cap calls it uh, like a melting marshmallow. Yeah. Um and uh it's revealed that Doughboy uh the, the pet of Arnumzola is the one that's you know uh, he's trapped Cap and Thor. So, will listeners
1: that don't know what is Doughboy? Dude, uh, okay, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna look this up for you. The fun thing is that there's a picture of Thor getting hit with dead in the eyes with Doughboy going uh, sush <laughs> So, all right, I'm uh, okay. So. <laughs> boy's hard to explain. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So he's almost like, um, so I think he was made like kind of like a super odd point, right? Like, so Zola made him. Yeah. Um, So. (laughs) He's stunned. He's He's an evil. No, it's so. So I want to explain this to where if I, if you can't see it, it makes sense, but seeing it makes it make less sense. Right. Like Imagine the Pillsbury Doughboy got melted and then became evil, right? Basically, <laughs> and so he like, as far as I can remember, he can like change himself to like solid or more like not quite liquidy, but like uh, like fluidish, right? Yeah. And then he wraps around people, and like the way he would kill them is just envelop himself around it and and kill people. That was his thing. Yeah. So he was more just kind of used as um, a way to to um, to stop people, right? But he was one of the androids. Like Captain America fought a crazy amount of androids, right? And robots, and this is just like the weirdest one. Yeah, because like, Super Android makes some sense. This one is just yeah, like in in this they 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 keep them as kind of more like. They don't, they don't show his like form. Yeah. Where he just kind of looks like the steak puff marshmallow man. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah, it's, he's tough to
0: explain. <laughs> right. And, and honestly, uh, it's why I asked the cap fan to, 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 yeah. to make the attempt. Cause I don't know how I would have done it. I do know that like Doughboy does not show up that much in Marvel comics. they like, no. I've, I've actually, I feel like I've seen more of him in animated stuff because whenever Zola shows up in like uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes or Avenger Assemble, right. like he's kind of, he's kind of Zola's like sidekick um, where like Doughboy is the heavy and Arnim Zola is like hanging back a little bit. Right. Um, we're really we're in kind of the the heyday of doughboy in comics which uh, <laughs> yeah. sounds insane to say like if rick and bob from the the uh, captain america show because like the heyday of doughboy what are you talking about right. that really he made a few appearances uh, around this time uh he only has nine appearances in the like main cap universe or main uh, marvel comics universe so there's not a lot of doughboy um maybe for the better uh
1: i I think he's one of those characters because yeah to your point yeah i forgot he was in the cartoons um that he's one of those characters that looks great animated or maybe even in a live action movie but like where well, his powers in comics don't make sense because he moves in motion. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like the Fantastic Four will doesn't necessarily, it's historically not looked well good in movies because it looks great on the page. Right. right. I never thought about that. Yeah. So like Doctor Strange and Daredevil look dope. Right. Even the Ben Affleck Daredevil where he's doing the sonar thing and Doctor Strange, because like the old 60s talk strange was just like psychedelic felt like visuals and so, right. so same with Thor really right and so um being able to put that on live action is a lot cooler right like seeing the rainbow bridge shoot past you is really dope right it didn't translate as well on a page and Doughboy, like you know he could be the slimer of the Marvel generation oh because that, that that's the best way to put slimer that'd be a great to put flubber or something to that extent.
0: Thank you for putting um, it in terms that like my uh, my thirty one year old brain can think of. Because like yeah. Slimer, I get, but like blubber, yeah.
1: I I get. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I live the, that the, life. Yeah, even even the uh, Big Hero Six Miramax for the younger kids, right? Where, yeah, yeah, so he doesn't. You can't hurt him, and he'll right. just absorb anything passively. He's very um, Baymax esque, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably the most I will ever talk about Doughboy in my life. But I'm, I'm glad, I'm <laughs> glad we, we, I'm glad we did it. I, I, you I'm know, glad we did it
1: together. This means glad, a lot to me. Too. I'm glad
0: that we both had the shared experience, a listener. It's like, it's like I, I turn this off now, right? <laughs> but, uh, but Thor and Thor and Cap are kind of fighting through Doughboy. And then they just get trapped. Like everything around the house is being sucked into Doughboy's, you know, body, I guess, Uh, his his form. And uh, they're finally, they're stuck. And this is where Zola makes his presence known. And actually, this is the page where uh, Cap says, uh, okay, can the quip Zola and call off your overgrown marshmallow uh, so that we can talk. And Zola uh, says, you know, like, no, I'm, 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 I'm we're going to, this is the last time we're going to fight. We're going to, I can hear you just fine from here. You know, my doughboy is going to make sure that, you know, you're taken care of. And Cap only has one question in mind because the reason why he came, he came to the skull house in the first place was, is the red skull actually dead? And Zola is like, oh, of course he's dead. Of course he's dead. And now, and now you will be. Because uh, you'll be, you know, Doughboy's going to drop you at the bottom of Devil's Lake, which I'm like, of course, of course, there's a lake nearby the Skull House called Devil's Lake. This is why this is the closest to a Scooby Doo mystery that I've ever read in a, like a in a Thor Captain America comic. It's it's yeah. so silly, it's so Hanna Barbera, it's 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 stunning.
1: I, yeah, I didn't realize that, but yeah, that's very right. Like, yeah. the uh yeah
0: that that's where we leave cap and thor for a number 396 and then there's a a short little epilogue before we get to the 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 girls in the bar story uh where crossbones is he's kind of tailing uh rachel and john john is driving rachel um to uh believe it's uh her computer class yeah, um, and uh, Crossbones is following her. We also see that Cutthroat is the one that won the triple threat match, so he gets a shot at the champ and ten thousand uh, dollars,
1: <laughs> but but barely. So this is this right. is the cool thing because he's got like a, a throwing star in his arm, and they're all laying down. And he says to Mother Night, "Hey, Mama, got some band aids and aspirin." <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's going to be one of the panels that I'll put up on Instagram. When the, when the, 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 (laughs) Hey mama, got some mandates and aspirins. Says it all shaky and slow. Like you should. (laughs) Oh man. So that's really, uh, that's 395. And we're just going to jump right over to 396 because the story literally picks up right where we leave this off. And like, like Will's been saying, there are a lot of different plot points in these issues really the first half of this next comic of 396 has, has something to do with Thor. Uh, So we're going to really highlight the first part of this and then we'll, uh, we'll kind of breeze through the end of it and then give some of our final thoughts. So the cover of 396 is, to me, it's not as cool as 395, but it's, it's really cool in and of itself because you get to see the two next villains that Cap is going to fight when we we get towards the end of this issue. He's going to fight jack o Lantern, which I believe is a Spider-Man villain
1: for the mm-hmm. most part. And well, this is the second. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, well,
0: sorry. I was. He's kind of like he, 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 he's kind of like Green Goblin with a pumpkin on his head. I mean, for, for yeah. all kinds of purposes. Um, yeah. And then he's also fighting. Uh, uh, I'm going to call him um, off-brand Batman. <laughs> uh, you're you're meant to i'm assuming you're meant to look at this cover and be like oh hey that guy kind of looks like batman because same color scheme same pointed cowl mm. tape, and it's like the menace of Blackwing." Yeah. oh well yes. okay never there's we're not getting a captain america batman crossover this month fantastic yeah. um we'll we'll kind of dig into those characters a, a little bit once we've once we've uh figured out the 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 real how do you say this the um the predicament that there I did i went for a big word and i should have just gone with problem <laughs> um the the problem that cap and thor are in uh they they sum it up in the the first splash page we have the same creative team on this uh so we won't we won't go any further there but cap and thor are trapped by doughboy and Arnhem says, you know, again, like, hey, send him over to Devil's Lake and uh, drown him. He, Cap asks again, hey, is Red Skull actually dead or not? Like, if I'm,
1: grant me this last wish. Pull, pull back a little bit, because there's something I want to mention on the splash page. Absolutely. And this happened in the last issue, too. Doughboy only sucked up their arms and midsection, and he left their feet to dangle, which means that Thor... If this was live action, we'd just have his little footsie's kicking. <laughs> like, they, like the disrespect <laughs> the doughboy is dead. At least with Cap, he's got his feet also tied up, right? So he just got he's wibbling left and right, to and fro, because there's no way they're not struggling and moving the little legs, right? So right oh. now, Eric Matterson is just just wing kicking it, flutter kicking it, trying to get to safety, and, and just he, he's almost got that left arm free. Yeah, and you could just grab the hammer, like, yeah. and then do
0: do Thor shit
1: with it. No, yeah, um, yeah. Well, kick those legs. You know what I mean. Use those quads. Like, <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got illogically
0: drawn body parts. Like, you're not telling yeah, me you
1: can't yeah. like power your way through this. His pelvis is so much farther than his head is in that photo. Just boy, oh that dude is going to have a hip flexor issue. Oh my man.
0: gosh! They, I mean, they're they're trapped inside of Doughboy now. <laughs> Doughboy's floating away, yeah. like they a balloon. Just, they keep their feet up. It's so great. Yeah, they, they, it's so this comic needs to be read to believe to be believed because it's just like again, like we said at the beginning, it's there's so much random weird stuff in here, mm. just to re like reframe the context. They are. A, a, a patriotic superhero with a shield and a uh, Norse god, uh, former just schmo with a hammer, are inside a Scooby-Doo-looking haunted mansion fighting a robot television and Slimer from
1: Ghostbusters. Yeah. If you put it in today's context, it's like a veteran and somebody that's gentrifying Brooklyn right now. <laughs> it's...
0: <laughs> yes the, the beard the long hair yeah yeah
1: just all the way too <laughs> passive but still in elements business yeah that's that's he is the alphabet hero that's he is.
0: <laughs> that's that you know what that's better uh <laughs> doughboy is floating away and cap is concerned with how long he can hold his breath as uh doughboy has got them encircled and uh, then they eventually get dropped into the the, the lake and uh they, they were left with them for a second. Cutthroat goes into his training with who of all people, the Taskmaster. um So, just real briefly, like, I enjoy the Taskmaster. I think his design is super awesome. And uh, his speech pattern did kind of confuse me here because he calls people bunky a lot. And uh, it, just, it was calling Cutthroat weird stuff. I It was. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I haven't read enough Taskmaster from this time period, but
1: no, I don't think that's Taskmaster. I think that's like I don't know. I That's I read just it that's too.
0: Grunwald, like how he writes this type of bad guy, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And this is where we get Mother Mother Knight's uh, her her explanation of all the stuff she does for Red Skull, and as Taskmaster and Cutthroat, they fight for a few pages as. Taskmaster's training cutthroat yeah. and he also says he's like hey uh you've never fought Captain America have you like um you don't know like all the different ways he's going to try and you know and beat you maybe i should teach you some countermeasures and cutthroat who like will said is a 40 year old man <laughs> he has this teenager tantrum with how how he's being treated uh and uh, he thinks that you know he can um he can he can take care of Captain America just fine by himself. Uh, and Taskmaster calls him a loser with an attitude. Yeah. So
1: another another fun thing about this with the mother knight and uh miss Cl- whatever like, there's a robot guy if you guys name it, yes, or Of course, because um, why wouldn't there be a robot guy? Right. She's trying to, to unburden her soul to him about how this is where she said that she was what it's called concubine. Yes, And he goes, I'm a robot. Why are you trying to have a heart-to-heart with a robot? Which shows Mother's Night's true superpower of being able to find the most emotionally unavailable man. <laughs> she, she went sociopath, robot. This is the order of what she's doing in her life right oh, now. Oh, man. it
0: It's all downhill. All downhill.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, we go back to Devil's Lake where uh thor and cap are supposedly drowning and then you just see mjolnir burst through doughboy's stomach and the hammer redirects itself and it smashes doughboy into all these you know kind of splattering uh fragments cap gets free goes to the surface and eric just sticks around to beat the crap out of it yeah i don't really know how to beat it but let's just try to beat it to bits Yeah. again he is a he is the new thor on the block he's
1: needing some dough yep
0: that's our first dough pun we got into the episode i've I've, it was it was was good uh and then uh cap goes back to see where zola is and skull house is gone it's just gone there's just the foundation and the basement are the only things left And um, Cap has to go inspect. Uh, He tells uh, the communications officer for the Avengers, uh, hey, by the way, when Eric is done fighting Doughboy, um, which is, uh, he's so, what I love about Steve is he can say the weirdest stuff, but when you
1: read it, you picture him saying it so
0: seriously.
1: Right, right, yeah. (laughs) It's also funny, I realized, until you mentioned it, that he just dead ass leaves Thor right he's like he's like hey listen you barely are competent you're gonna follow me because you're kind of dumb da, 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 da. all right do you know how long you hold your breath underwater you don't because you mentioned it earlier i'm just gonna leave you there with the dough guy that held you down for seven minutes solid all right <laughs> deuces kiss the shield lick the ring peace out that's
0: yeah it's just adios i'm 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 gone uh he goes to inspect uh the the skull house but before we dig into like what's happening in the basement we gotta talk about what john jameson does in this cutscene. away (laughs) he's dropping rachel off at her computer class and will
1: what misstep does john do my man kisses his boss's girlfriend on the cheek She goes, uh, she goes, I appreciate the lift. Anytime. Uh, Gorgeous. Have fun in computer class. Kisses her on the cheek. Uh, She goes, I want to find my own ride. See ya. She literally (laughs) says, um, later. Then he rage punches the steering wheel because of why would he do that? Looking like a real winner date wise. You know what I mean? (laughs) He was like, he was engaged and he's like, Oh, that werewolf really ruined my relationship. Was it John? Was it the werewolf? Was it the werewolf inside? Was it the horse? Was it the wolf you were feeding? It was the wolf you were feeding. And oh poor, poor, poor Diamondback is trying to figure out. She's like, why well, didn't make this happen. No, you did it. That's the spoiler alert. You asked, at best, a friend. At worst, a employer's like la- like assistant. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's that's weird. That's like if a that's like if the person who hands you a starbucks coffee gives you a kiss because you were nice to the person who took your money that's this is not no, <laughs>
0: it's, makes no sense. That, it, it's john that is not how social interactions have ever gone yeah yeah like you gave a friend a ride that's yeah. not like a, a a lead up to a makeout session
1: yeah to a computer class in the 90s that shit was hard back then <laughs> they never dealt with those before they don't know <laughs>
0: It's not part of everyday life. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's. I'll bet. I bet you at, at this point in time, like my five year old knows more about YouTube than I do. Like, yeah. Th- no, that's not happening right here. Uh, it, Rachel even says I wasn't giving off a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, made me so happy because in 2020, that panel means the same thing still.
1: <laughs> right. Right. There's there's so much in this thing, which is like cops beat up a young black kid. Look out for rage. Yeah, you should, and we still should. Anyway. That, you know,
0: some things don't change. Um uh, yeah. So Rachel's just like, huh? I, I did, and she says something that a, a lot of women still ask to this day. I didn't ask for that to happen. I didn't. Right. John, like John, you are the problem, man.
1: <laughs> right. The one, the one nice thing about that is that it's it's definitive, right? Like right. everyone agrees that he's the idiot which is he's the creep which is nice yeah yeah so and so that's cool we go not cool but that's it's uh
0: it's just an interesting thing uh, through line to see in those five panels like just how yeah like you said how definitive it is yeah um who the good guy is who the who the bad guy is so we go back to skull house and cap is joined in this in this you know open air basement by the two guys from our cover jack-o'-lantern and Blackwing, and they are inspecting they're really there to to figure out the same thing that cap is to figure out whether the red skull is actually dead and cap goes he hides under the stairs and then he he makes his presence known and they start a a, a, a donny brook they start a a fight all throughout the uh, basement and really that's how that's how the narrative like the narrative like of the story ends for steve he gets in a fight with these guys uh because he says just be like just being here and being in those costumes makes you like suspicious so i need to check out what's going on um and there are really a lot of cool action panels here i do i do like the black panel with all the bats uh-huh. that's kind of cool he's not really like he flies off his glider but yet he's still flying amongst yeah. all these bats. So these are like super bats, I guess. Um, but uh yeah, did you did anything really stand out to you in this will of like the fight between uh cap and jack-o'-lantern, blackwing?
1: Um the only the only thing for me is is um there's an interesting part with black wings on the bottom, he says this is my dad's home. Right. Right. So you're like and so what I realized while reading this, because I read the later Cap issues, and so like, I might, I think I actually had this comment as oh, a kid. Oh, awesome. Like this one specifically, and then was a when these guys show up and like them and Cutthroat all become like this, I want to say team, but I don't even know if they ever actually fought Captain America. Like, I, I want to say that this is almost like watching season four, episode three of a TV show with... <laughs> How they're introducing people with like little cuts that they'll deal with later. Yeah. And so, yeah, like this is all, I know this is the second Jack Jack-o'-lantern. So, like the Spider Man one isn't the same guy. They obviously stole from the Green Goblin so much that he should sue. (laughs) Like these guys are blatant Green Goblin knockoffs, both of them. Um, I'm pretty sure the Batwing had a glide thing. So, like he didn't need the wings as much. Right. Um, They're just decorative. Just decorative. Yeah, but he also has like his own bats he controls, and yeah, they're not. It's not a. It's a good fight, like, but like, yeah, these are just. It's so funny how forgettable these guys are. It's just yeah. It, well, it, the, how they they did their story arc in this book that they all they all finished the story arc pretty solid, but the, like, it's funny.
0: The thing I find. It, it i mean it's not it's not so clever uh that i'm just like whoa that's nuts but like this issue is coming out slightly after halloween of 1991 and of course the title of the issue is trick or treat and he's fighting right. jack-o'-lantern and uh, a guy that looks like a bat like i'm a sucker for themes like that i love like halloween themed issues or christmas issues i love that kind of stuff so i was digging this vibe
1: that's i didn't even pick up on that that's so cool
0: well and like i may be the only one that's like that like i actively look forward to christmas specials in comics yeah 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 Um, Like, i just it's it's an easy it's an easy way to make me feel the the vibe of the season and you know superheroes celebrate holidays too um so uh the the fight ends uh with an interesting panel where um jack-o'-lantern throws one of his let's be honest goblin bombs uh and then cap like the floor starts to erupt and the last panel that you see with steve in it is this giant flaming pumpkin skull i loved that art so much that was that was cool like rick levin's like brought his a game that day that yeah. that's really cool we'll uh we'll post we'll post
1: that one when this episode it's, it's a up. solid it's a solid piece yeah and yeah, if i remember yeah he got he got i think he got like a potion I think it was it wasn't scarecrow there was some character that had like that made like scarecrow stuff in marvel and that's what his bomb was filled with
0: well like, like a fear like stuff. scarecrow like basically like a ripoff of the batman scarecrow
1: yeah, it's not Scarecrow. There's a Scarecrow in Marvel that was like fought Ghost Rider, okay. but there was a guy that made um, like a fear toxin, but I don't remember who it is. Okay, but like they they name drop somebody, like it's just it's just fun. It's funny because these guys like like they were just so part of the like the underground network. They just knew a guy, yeah. and like like oh yeah, let me just can I steal some of the like oh can I get one of uh, you know Wonder Woman's bracelets real quick? All right, cool thanks you know I mean? they like they're like. Let me get some knockoff garbling gliders and, uh, you know, an ebony blade real fast. Not an ebony, how about a violet blade? You know what I mean? It almost works just as well. <laughs> feel like it,
0: that. To me, it reminds me of when, like, when sitcoms can't use the name brand, so they change, like, one letter. <laughs> um, like, I was watching an episode of uh, Big Bang Theory the other night, and it, it, there's clearly a can of Dr. Pepper on right. the on the table but i paused it and i'm like oh of course it's not dr pepper it's the far superior dr peeper right like right. that's that's, that's what jack-o'-lantern and black wing and, and all these characters are um they're the
1: they're, they're tra- very shiny they're the gleam gov, <laughs> the gleam gov- <laughs> oh that's
0: good that's good that's not batman that's bat guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the, the last the last page has really nothing to do with steve or thor but um rachel gets uh pulled into a cab by crossbones and uh she thinks to herself like well i'm not i'm not diamondback anymore i don't have any of my diamondback stuff uh and uh crossbones is being a creep um you know she rachel has a bad day in this comic yeah
1: yeah this is kind of yeah this is the thing is the camera has to fight tyrannical villains uh, Rachel just has to fight going to and from class,
0: <laughs> confronting rampant misogyny in the yeah, whole way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Friends, co-workers, just random strangers, random random cabs. That public transportation is not safe for this woman the cab driver,
0: The cab driver <laughs> has this look of like this seems fine. This, yeah. This, yeah.
1: it was. Yeah. It was New York in the '90s. It was a different time. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> He's like this dude is neither wearing a fedora or a trench coat. He's living his best life. He's just doing his thing. He's chill. Yeah. A a man dressed up like
0: a buff skeleton is in the back seat and he's like no problem, <laughs> literally
1: no big deal. Oh, yeah. That's oh my god yeah. He is way too meaty to be wearing skeleton stuff. That just seems like
0: oh yeah whatever. It's- it's a it's a it's a paradox like in the yeah. sense um, but yeah that, that brings us to the end of our, our issues Thor does come back in the next issue 397 but like for two panels to yeah. basically wrap up this jack-o'-lantern black wing uh, mother Night story um and so uh yeah we get a a little bit of a of a a team up with cap and thor and uh that brings our issues to the end will is there anything from these issues that like we didn't talk about or something we talked about a little bit and you're like no no we we need to go back to that just real briefly as we wrap up the only thing
1: as a cap fan i want to apologize because i feel like thor didn't get as good of a showing as like because i i got enthralled in the book because I'm like, oh, I remember this, and I, I read it as a Cap fan. I'm like, oh yeah, the, he would just leave Thor there because Thor can handle it. But he explicitly said he didn't trust him. <laughs> so it's just like, it's like Cap, man, come on, be tactical, stay alive, brother. What are you doing here? And he's, uh, he's on like, probation. Well, like he put, he yeah, put dude, story he's t- a count probation. <laughs> stay underwater and fight the dough ball. If anything that would make the dough ball more powerful, right? Just thicker, whatever.
0: Um, I'm. I'm going to go fight two, uh, two Spirit of Halloween clearance rack
1: villains. <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. I totally missed out. <laughs> the, this, That's why Crossbones gets to get away with it. It's just Halloween. Right. So the cab was like, oh, yeah, Devil's Night. You know what I mean? they are in the East Coast. They have it that here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh I'm, I'm i'm doing rush hour in midtown in october why, why the hell not <laughs> this uh, is the third weirdest guy i saw this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> and he <laughs> yeah he's like and the other guys like wh- they they barely like moved the needle for me yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. crossbones is nothing uh yeah. so yeah i will thank you so much man for for joining me for these issues i i had i had a heck of a time um really leaning on your knowledge of, of nineties cap, uh, because like I said, it's a blind
1: spot for me, but I really did enjoy this. Thank you. I am terrified of how much I know about literally every character on this panel. That is, I was not, I, I was thinking about I'm like, Oh man, I'm really going to be a detriment to this guy, to, to this show. Like, I'm like, I'm not coming correct. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. The reason she has that haircut <laughs> That's,
0: but in in captain america 387 yeah, she went yeah, to a yeah. salon
1: <laughs> yeah the bangs really framed her face she was told by black widow it's a whole thing uh <laughs> no i i really had a blast this was super fun i i really enjoyed going through these comics again and uh yeah i i still like eric Maston for her i think that's i think jane Foster's is doing it better but i really i think i like that character i like what they could have done with
0: so did I mean, I know you mentioned Thunderstrike before we got started was there anything about about Thunderstrike you wanted to hit before cuz I don't know when we'll come back to Eric Masterson um oh god
1: yeah like- I, no I I was talking about how I love Thunderstrike um because after you know after Thor comes back they give him a weaker hammer so he just he basically I think he becomes a hero of Brooklyn while trying to be a father so of course. Like it's it's such a great book. There's one book where he's fighting Juggernaut, but Juggernaut's is just trying to get somewhere. Like, all of, his, all of his fights are kind of misunderstandings, right? Like, where he just talks to the villain. So there's one part where Juggernaut starts walking and Thunders like, well, I have to stop you. So he puts his hammer to his chest and Juggernaut keeps walking, right? Because he isn't Thor strong. And they keep talking to the whole thing and then you see him just getting, getting run over because he's just walking over him. Like Amazing. a wheelbarrow, and then he gets up and tries to re-navigate. And like, yeah, I thought that I liked the idea of a not like a weaker Thor, but like a more down-to-earth Thor. Right. Where he could bleed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like Aquaman level, where he could throw down. But again, they never, they never put him on anything where he could really crush. At the last last couple of issues, he did some heroic stuff. He passed. Yeah, he died in the story, but like yeah, they 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 had something like with Cap where they just had him like crush somebody, you know what I mean? Like not fight the Hulk, but like fight Rhino or something, you know, or yeah, is that U R I K York, the the retro Uh Ulick. Yep. Ulick, thank you, thank you. Yeah, U-L-E-K. if you like if he just decimated Eulick, that would have been a good quote
0: the fans of this show know that like Ulick is my dude, like okay. I, I have I actually on our Patreon, which is, I, I swear everybody I did not tell Will to say this, on our Patreon I I have a Patreon exclusive show called Eulix's Unstoppable Show, where uh, I go through Ulick comics. Uh, really because sometimes i get bored and i just want to talk about trolls um yeah. so uh yeah no that's awesome i maybe when when we do cover thunderstrike later on I'd like i would love to have you back because um man if that's what you love i would love yeah. to talk more about it man
1: yeah I, I i love i do love thunderstrike i followed his son in the mc2 like i really I, and I even had one in the main marvel but it's like yeah I, I like that the falco just is making that guy happen the best he can. I, yeah, I if you, I would love to be back if that happens. I do promise. I just mentioned you're like to try to impress him. Cause I don't know as much store as I know Cap. And uh, there's a cool action figure of him coming out that I'm buying. So that's yes. all the most reason I know it looks dope.
0: So, uh, so much good stuff. Yeah. Um, so where can listeners uh, like check out your comedy? How can they reach out to you or follow yeah. what you, what you've got going on? Yeah. Uh, we'll spot
1: com uh that's my website uh i'm on uh i got the show that you're talking about is on amazon prime just uh, google will Spotted bear and all my social media is basically will Spotted Bear. um i'm a pretty laid-back dude i moved a couple years ago to north carolina so uh i'm literally the i'm so tired and, like so like my house is so desperate Is like moving into my first house and uh, we bought and like um so yeah just just doing that so that's been my last couple months so i have nothing to plug uh, well, am, that's fine. I'm learning about plumbing systems. That's, that's my jokes for week.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's, I'm sure that's ripe with material. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're in North Carolina now. Mm-hmm. are you in like the Chapel Hill area, Charlotte area? Charlotte, Charlotte. Oh, cool. We yeah. have some of, some of my, uh, my, one of my co-hosts is in the Charlotte, uh, in the Chapel Hill area so oh, nice. uh yeah he covers new comics with me so uh he'll, he'll be happy to know there's another north carolina guy uh around that loves comics
1: yeah so, yeah i'll be i'll be bouncing around more and, uh, and all that stuff but yeah like um yeah basically find me on that and i'll be around to doing the thing i'm pretty laid back and chill but you'll see me at comic cons and such
0: awesome so uh yeah. yeah go go check out all of will's stuff go check out the special on amazon prime you said mm-hmm and yeah, uh, it's on
1: amazon prime you know all the all the big stations
0: yeah so go go look for that it i've i have watched it i have listened to it it's hilarious there's lots of comic book references if you're uh if you're like i want comic book humor i'm like i think will is your guy then uh so go check that out and will thank you again for for joining us on across the bifrost man
1: thank you sincerely for having me. this was great
0: There you go, friends. That was our chat with Will Spotted Bear. He was a fantastic guest, and I guarantee you he'll be back on the Bifrost before you know it. Will uh, said, like, he would love to come back and talk more Thor comics, and we would love to have him back to talk more Thor comics. So we are about a week away from Love and Thunder. We got a lot of great stuff planned for you next week on the show torn Grunbeck showing up. We're doing one of those read along episodes with our friends, Michelle, Jacob, and Matt. We're going to talk about what if number 10, also known as what if Jane Foster had become Thor? You Maybe you didn't know that this was a theoretical story way back in the eighties. Marvel did a, a what if issue about what if Jane Foster had become Thor? And lo and behold, we're about to see it hit the silver screen. So we go and talk about that issue. It is crazy, like that. If that issue is maybe the wildest, wackiest thing we've covered on the podcast this far. So go and listen to those episodes when they drop. Also, I'm going to be on a few different shows coming up soon for the Thor Love and Thunder release. We're gonna. I'm going to be talking about Thor comics, Gore the God Butcher, and a few of those places you can go check out me on those shows are I did a recent chat with our buddy Will Rose and a friend of ours Trip Fuller who is a a, a professor and a a, a, he's a teacher he's got doctorates. he's got degrees he is super smart he's an awesome guy and he loves Thor comics we were on his show Homebrewed Christianity to talk about the spiritual kind of lessons that I learned from gore the god butcher and uh, it's not what you think it's it's not it's not what you think so if you want to go check that out go to homebrew christianity and check out one of the latest episodes it is uh it's called the mighty thor and the god butcher revival so that's a fun episode also we're going to be on Brian and Haley Hobbs show source pages it is literally one of the episodes I've been looking forward to the most. We have been talking about me being on that show for so long. And this week leading up to Love and Thunder, I'm finally on Source Pages. Uh, Brian V. Klein and Haley Hobbs have become just some great friends of mine. So go check out Source Pages, our Thor Love and Thunder primer, where we talk about the The first few issues of the God of Thunder run and some issues dealing with Jane that we've already covered here on the podcast. But you know me; I had to go cover them again because Brian and Haley are so awesome. They're doing a great job over on Source Pages. The last one that is <laughs> that is coming to mind right now. I'm sure. I'm sure there are more. But this uh, week coming up, uh, we've also been asked to be on Apollo City. Our friends Brandon and Brandon brought us in to talk about the first issue that Thor ever appeared in, Journey into Mystery 83. We've covered it on the show many times. So we go over to Apollo City and we have a long, awesome, fun chat with those guys over there. So those are some other places you can go find what what the Bifrost is up to in the other realms of the podcasting world. It was a lot of fun to just join my friends in those conversations leading up to this movie. I hope you're excited I'm excited. Let's get pumped. Let's enjoy Love and Thunder. Let's just, you know, let's soak up every little bit of goodness that that movie is going to bring us. And I know we're going to be talking about it a lot on the podcast. So until we see you next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge, wherever you're at, however you're preparing for Love and Thunder, remember to stay worthy.